everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We are here to do one of our uh, interviews where we get to talk to some of our favorite hall stars. And today we are here to talk to Hickam himself. This is so exciting. We're here to talk to Ben Rosenbaum. And uh, I, I'm Rachel and Amber's here. Hi, everybody. And yes, I'm also shocked that I am still alive because this is amazing. I almost died. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Hickam. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most epic interview that we could get. This is very exciting. So Ben, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk with you guys. Yeah. So what we like to do... And also, thank you for the, uh, the, the warm introduction. I, <laughs> I forgot that you refer to people as hall stars, and I... Oh boy, I, I hope to live up to that uh, uh, someday. Oh, you do already. You're like <laughs> top tier hall star in the rating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what we like to do for all of our hall stars that we interview, we like to ask you, introduce yourself and to tell us a little bit about what inspired you to get into acting. Uh, oh yeah, cut me off if I, get, uh, if I go on too long. No, please. Um, uh, my name is Ben Rosenbaum. Uh, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, I started pretty young with acting, not in any professional capacity, but um, when I was, I think, you know, some of this I've, I've heard back through my parents' stories, <laughs> but I think it was about six. And um, my dad took me to a play at the Children's Theater in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And I saw a produ uh, production there. I don't remember what it was, but the cool part about it is that we got to go backstage for a tour. And once I saw the other side of the curtain and walk behind the sets and get to see how things are made, uh, I was just hooked. And I pestered my parents for about a year or so to um, audition for the the acting, singing, dancing kind of classes that they had at the Children's Theater. And uh, so I auditioned when I was all of six or seven years old and uh, luckily got in. And then I uh, just did that like as my after school and extracurricular and uh, I played a lot of sports and stuff as well. To me, it was just like just another thing that I did for fun. Mm -hmm. um, and I uh, did that all the way through the end of middle school and then middle school and high school. I was doing plays uh, at school and it hadn't occurred to me until I started applying for colleges that it was like a, a, a life path I could take, a career I could pursue. Um, and once that dawned on me, I was way behind, uh, way behind the eight ball in terms of like timing. I started to realize there were, there were high school students who went to performing arts high schools and had been like gearing up and planning for the college auditions for years. And I had like a couple of weeks to get ready. Um, so I rushed it all together, auditioned for a couple of schools. I uh, was luckily uh, accepted at the University of Minnesota, which has a BFA acting program with the Guthrie Theater, which is great theater there in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I got accepted to that program that was like, um, uh, conservatory style program like 20 kids per class and did four years of that and then just went straight into theater 
the professional theater world. Amazing. So when you were in high school, what productions did they, did you guys do? Like, what was your favorite one? My favorite one had to be my first one that I did um, freshman year. I auditioned for like the the big school musical. There was a there was a black box theater where students put on their own productions. And that was always really fun to do those throughout the year when I could. But the the big school musical that year was West Side Story. Um. And I was one of only a few freshmen who even dared to audition because there's the sort of like hierarchy of those the, the yeah. oldest kids get to you know do the largest parts they've they put in the time um and uh yeah i got in and i i played action nice Um, yeah it was super fun and it was like really formative in terms of like building the community like the experience of finding and making friends through uh theater and and putting on plays and it was just yeah it was awesome i was (laughs) as i think back on it one of my good friends uh out of my like middle school best friends three of them went off to a rival high school for mine oh, and no. then only one of them came with me to my high school south so it was a real jets and shark situation yeah so for the reverse you had the <laughs> you came closer together from from experience instead of first. yes true but the, in this case it was like Man, it was like they were on another planet for a little while there, <laughs> where I got to see them like occasionally outside of school, yeah. but it was really just this one friend and me, and we would literally go eat our lunch like sitting in the stairwell because we just didn't have a ton of friends. And then after this play, I just I felt like I like my whole world opened up there. So uh, you, that was really that's that's cool. Are you excited for the new movie, The West Side Story? Oh, uh, you know what. I, I don't think I was even aware of that. Oh. Yeah, neither was I, Rachel. What weird parts of the internet are you giving your information? <laughs> Please tell me more. <laughs> Steven Spielberg is directing a new what? version of West Side Story. It's coming out next year. That does sound familiar. Ansel Egghart, or whatever how you say his name, from Fallen okay, Our Stars cool. is going to be playing Tony, and they have a new girl who's playing Maria, who is amazing. I'm a big fan of new people. Yeah, she... Yeah is on youtube and you can get a clip of her singing and it is amazing so i'm very excited about it oh well color me intrigued I'm, yeah uh, I'm, <laughs> i think yeah. i've heard of spielberg I, I would uh i'd check him out yeah the little indie director mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah hope it does well at the festivals <laughs> So I feel like oh, she cool. always knows about everything. So this is like a first for me that I actually am informing her about. Well, this is the <laughs> I spend all of my internet research time trying to see if there's been any updates on the Wicked musical. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. That movie that's been in production since like yeah. 2014. I was getting pumped up uh, listening to an interview with Lin-Manuel Miranda about the In the Heights musical. Oh yeah, that one looks really good. I never saw that uh, production live, but um, based on the experience of Hamilton, I'm very excited to see In the Heights. Did you get to go see Hamilton? I have seen Hamilton. It's so good, right? I saw it in Chicago and it was an amazing production, but I was like listening to the album and singing along to it well before I saw it live. (laughs) Well, Uh, I just have to imagine hamilton for myself 
I saw it last year. <laughs> it was amazing. Like I thought, is it gonna live up to the hype? Is it really? And it did. Yeah. Yeah, totally does. <laughs> the other one I would say definitely go see it live, uh, is Dear Evan Hansen. That oh, was, I want to so bad. Yeah, it's incredible. You gotta see it. Yeah. I'm so, I'm I'm hoping to go in October in New York. Oh yeah. So fingers yeah. crossed. Definitely do it. I'll, I'll put out some good vibes for you. <laughs> we'll pray to the Broadway so, gods that it will. Happen. You mentioned your uh, you mentioned your dynamic. Uh, one of you always knowing, and the other it just it reminded me that I'm curious uh, about you guys. How did you find each other? How did this come to be? <laughs> well, it's really funny because people think that we've known each other for forever, and it's not true. <laughs> well, that was my assumption. Yeah. Here we go. I'm learning. <laughs> Amber, you want to tell? Yeah, so Rachel and I actually became friends because we both love Survivor, the TV show, and we became patrons of a podcast that talks about Survivor. Rob has a podcast. And so, like, they had some podcast meetup events, and we met there. Yeah. And then the rest was history. <laughs> yeah. So we followed Amazing. each other on Facebook. Yeah. And I have a, cha- I have my own channel. I'm a, I'm a, a movie review critic and I. On had- Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, she's legit. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> uh, but I uh, called Rachel's reviews and I had wanted to review the Netflix series and with an E and because <laughs> I thought it looked really good. Uh, and so I put out on Facebook, hey, does anyone want to join me? That's the Anne of Green Gables yes. mm-hmm. series? Yeah. Okay, cool. And so I put it out there on Facebook. I said, hey, does anyone want to join me to, to talk about Anne with an E? And Amber <laughs> responded, hey, yeah, I'd like to. And I said, oh, great, okay. So we met doing a podcast. Well, no, we had met one one or two other times before, but, but anyway, we, we did the podcast and and we had really good chemistry and we just got along really well. And, uh, and then we watched Anne with an E and she probably regretted <laughs> meeting me. But I'm uh, a big book fan of the Anne of Green Gables books. Yeah. So it does not stay true to the books. We hated it. I see. We yeah, both that hated tough. it. <laughs> we are being judicious. My mom was a wrath. huge fan of those books. <laughs> Your mom has great taste. <laughs> well, she's got red hair, and that really that always like really mattered to her. Oh. There was this character that she really identified with. They're the best. When I was like in that tween age, is when I especially loved them. Especially Anne of the Island was my favorite. Mm. I read it over and over and over again. And anyway, I hated Anne with an E. It tried to be both <laughs> a soap opera and a gritty realism story and you can't do both mm. you can do one or the other you got to pick and yeah, that's fair. yeah you can't be both lifetime and hallmark you got to pick one <laughs> or the other stay in your lane and with yeah. me i mean it's, it's, it's like you can't be i don't know a tarantino film and a hallmark movie at the same <laughs> yeah, time. no that. those don't really mix. HBO yeah, and it could still be a lifetime movie and a hallmark movie like, <laughs> at, let's christmas, I guess. They, at christmas time anything's possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah um what brought you out to i'm assuming los angeles for the the screen 
Ah, uh, yes, I am in Los Angeles. Um, well, let's see. That it took a circuitous route. I was in Minneapolis for um, about a year or two. Mm -hmm. um, my timeline is always my timelines in general are tough for me, but uh, the I'm one of my honest, own life though, is really. We're not going to be able to double check you. So even if it's. <laughs> yeah, I'll just make it up. I have a quick question, though. How, yeah. close, how close are Minneapolis and St. Paul? Or is that the same it, thing? Like geographically? Yeah. Ooh, them's fighting words. Are they the same thing? <laughs> because people always say, I watched Mary Tyler Moore for years. Uh, I mean, I've watched all of the back seasons and the, all the things. And they always say Minneapolis, St. Paul. I come from Yes. It, it, so Paul. that's why they're called the Twin Cities. Yeah. Um, uh, they're like they're like just across the river from each other, so they're oh. they they are extremely close, uh, like a very short drive apart. Oh. But uh, people who yeah people choose a city. You know, if you live in <laughs> in Minneapolis, you gotta love Minneapolis over St. Yeah. Paul and vice versa. I mean, there's no real real rivalry there. Um, it's all all in good fun. But they're the because st paul is beautiful and it's the capital and it's got a lot going on for it some kind of like it's got some of the charm of of uh an older city uh -huh. and minneapolis is kind of big and bustling and in my opinion more the center of of the culture of the twin cities oh interesting. and minneapolis home of the great ben rosenbaum that's right oh wow <laughs> that's i mean we've got a lot more i would I would list before me. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever but, been to the Mary Tyler Moore statue with her throwing her hat? Yes, yes, I've seen it. I haven't like uh, I, I haven't like made a special trip to it, but it's in downtown Minneapolis, so I've uh, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that Mary Tyler Moore. Who cares? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is a shameful thing to admit, but I I haven't really watched the Mary Tyler Moore show. Let's see. You to be fair, to it's it. not like it's just on all the time. <laughs> no, I would have to seek it out. Yeah, it's so. But funny. I don't know as a as a proud Minnesotan if I should if I should have done that. You should have because it's very funny and you would enjoy it. So if you like watching good entertainment, then and it has some of the best Christmas Christmas episodes of any show ever. Oh, so awesome. as a Hallmark fan, you should you should you should watch it. <laughs> So you'd and, say you know, certified, is, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That's correct. Yeah, that's for sure. The Rotten Tomatoes critic. So <laughs> her word is, you know. <laughs> anyway, I love it. I love I love the show, but I've always wondered about that because the, yeah. Anyway, look, that's a tangent. But, well, it sounds uh, like you should take a trip to Minneapolis to visit that I statue. I want and, to. And uh, on the way to the statue... Uh, check out some of the lakes, the great restaurants, mm. cool bars. Oh uh, we got all the all the major sports uh, professionally available in great new stadiums. Do you, Tons do of you theater. follow the sports, sir? I, I, I follow the sports. Uh, don't test me on it, but I follow the sports. <laughs> do you, so, I, but do you support your, your Minnesota teams or have you become a California boy who likes the California teams? Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota all the way. Minnesota always. Yeah. But also, I enjoy going to a Dodgers game. You know, I'll root for the Dodgers when, when, uh, when I'm at a Dodgers game. That's fun too. Yeah, um, when in Rome. <laughs> when I lived in New York, though, I did not root for the Yankees. That was I grew up <laughs> hating the Yankees, and I just cannot. 
cannot get over that. So I, I was a Mets fan while I was in New York, but always the Twins. Uh, also love the Vikings. I know I should really like the Wild because they're great. Uh, I'm just not a hockey guy. Yeah. Oh. No. I just assume. Yeah. Don't tell the Canadians. See, don't tell. <laughs> You can't be in our remake of The Cutting Edge then. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, will I, uh, do I have to really like it or can I just it's, act like it? It's our fantasy, it's our fan, one of our many, many fantasy Hallmark movies that we, that we, that we, but here's the thing. Cast. Can you, can you ice skate? Uh, yeah. Not great, well, you can but I, like I grew up I doing it for I fun. play the piano. <laughs> Because Brendan Zub, he's he's pretty high up in our in our casting possibilities. Because he can, he's a hockey player. Uh, oh well, there you Andrew, go. Andrea Brooks is a figure skater. That so. I did know. <laughs> I mean, you guys are birthday twins, so yeah, that's true. Also true. That's yeah, that was a really fun discovery when we realized that. <laughs> did you feel a little jealous whenever someone has my same birthday? I'm a little bit like, mm, but it's my special day. <laughs> okay, uh, so when I found out that Andrea and I were birthday twins, uh, super excited, it was very fun, because I knew that there would be, I don't know, she wasn't taking anybody away from me with that, mm -hmm. but my cousin was having a baby, and uh, his birthday, like her due date was my birthday, mm. and I was very nervous <laughs> <laughs> that this cute little baby would join the family on my birthday and totally steal <laughs> all of my birthday love from my family. So that I was nervous about. And, and luckily, we're just a day apart now. So Plus, yeah, I came out of that all right. She'll expect a bigger present because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, it would have been nothing but trouble for me. <laughs> That's funny. My cousin and I have the same birthday. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. And then I have another cousin who has it just the day before me. So it's it's kind of madness wow. that week in my family. But Did it, uh, how did it work <laughs> out? Do you feel like you get half the, half the attention yeah. or is it okay? Well, I mean, my biggest grief, the saddest thing of my childhood is that my birthday was in January because I wanted to have a, 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 a pool party birthday. Naturally, yes, of course. not be in the cold weather. <laughs> Yep, I, I feel your pain as the so, Minnesotan born in yeah, March. I was so jealous of all my friends who had June and July and still am to this day. I mean, I, I was really tempted to just start having my birthday be in June because who would know the difference? <laughs> like, why, what does it matter? <laughs> you like uh, living in California compared to living in Michigan. Hey, we don't know how we got to California yet, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you get to California? Um, I assume like a plane or a car, but not, not Ooh, that that's good. Oh, I could have given a clever answer. Um, so I'm very earnest and straightforward sometimes. Um, so uh, I did a, I did a play, I did a play that um, was cast in Minneapolis. It was a co-production between a New York theater and a, and the Guthrie. And so um, I was cast and it was a national tour. So it was a, hmm. Traveling, uh, traveling production of two Shakespeare plays. Uh, we did Romeo and Juliet and uh, Two Gentlemen of Verona. Ooh. And which, so, which one or were you in both of them? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole company was double cast or cast in both shows, uh, mm -hmm. like rep repertory theater. And depending on the city we were setting down in to do the show, we would do one or the other. And um, it, uh, it was very cool. Yeah, it was a very cool experience. It was a fun group of actors. The whole company was um, uh, young, young actors for the most part. And we were traveling around and taking the show mostly to cities that didn't get a lot of shows coming in. None of the big Broadway shows um, for the most part. So, and maybe they didn't have a lot of local theater. Uh, so sometimes we were just like on a couple stops, we were in like a school, like a high school theater, nice. if that makes sense. Like the gymnasium with the stage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we would only be able to fit like half the set and we would just have to adjust to that. Um, but it was very cool. It was my first uh, experience on a tour and uh, being on the tour bus and traveling from stop to stop. And it was a lot of fun. But anyways, so that, that started and ended in New York. So we rehearsed in New York and then our final performance was uh, at an off-Broadway theater. And uh, when the tour finished, I just stayed. So I stayed in New York and that's where I linked up with my first agent and started auditioning for, you know, in New York, you can audition for everything. There's theater, uh, regional theater, there's theater in New York, if you're lucky enough to do it. And uh, TV and film as well was, mm -hmm. was growing out there, growing. I mean, it had been there for a long time, but um, you know, LA isn't the, the same kind of hub it used to be. It used to be like, if you want to do TV or film, you have to be in LA. Now there are so many great places where they uh, film a lot of different productions that um, it's not the same central hub that it used to be. So anyway, New York was great. I was there for a few years um, and I was doing a, I was cast out in New York to do a production that was in Colorado. And I was having this fantastic time playing the re lead role uh, in, on this great stage at this wonderful theater. Um, and I was still, even though I was like super happy to be doing that and it was kind of as good as as regional theater gets. That's no no shade there. Um, I was still waking up and thinking about like, oh man, am I missing out by not being in LA auditioning for TV and film right now? So I decided I had to give it a shot. And we're so glad you did. Well, thank you very much. Because <laughs> we just adore you as Hickam. I mean, let me be honest. I don't... I've only seen your two other two other your other works. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's not a ton out there. That's I was <laughs> interested to interested to see what we would talk about outside of <laughs> you were outside like of what calls art. How do you even know about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's yeah. That was a little uh, indie web series uh, that a friend of mine put together. Um, she and I, so she and I worked together at the Apple store. I was working at an Apple store in LA when I first moved out here. Were you and a genius? I wasn't, uh, I really, and that's, it's the first question everybody asks. I really wish I could just <laughs> say yes. Um, but no, I was, I was uh, like on the sales floor helping people out. 
and it was really it was actually a, a really fun time and i i totally I, I love apple uh and apple products so it was a really fun thing to do and the other cool thing about it is in la at a job like that everybody working there is uh you know in the creative field in some mm -hmm. shape or another actors writers uh filmmakers choreographers dancers i mean there were i just met so many people it was actually a really uh neat networking opportunity hmm. um and so my friend mercedes uh who i'd worked with at the apple store after i'd left uh just texted me one day and asked if i would be in her web series and i said of course hmm. yeah that sounds fun yeah. And I think and, most I mean, of the crew that she put together, she had like met through Apple. It was, yeah, pretty amazing. They should have really paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Re retroactively, I think they should. They've got their own media <laughs> service coming out now. I think they should, uh, I think they should buy it up. It was made they should by buy Apple it up, employees. put it on Apple TV. It'll be amazing. Exactly. Pay us all a lot of money, I assume, <laughs> would be great. Um, but yeah, so I, I watched the web series um, a little while back. Because uh, I was like, Hickam's amazing. What else has he done? <laughs> and I, it's on IMDb. You guys are really pumping my tires. This feels great. I can <laughs> I can come on here anytime. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you want to just start a weekly podcast where we talk about whatever you want, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's really great. I think everyone should check it out. I'm not going to tell you the twist. Oh. There's a twist, and I don't want to spoil it for people. But I was, I, I could feel there was a twist coming because Jared <laughs> wasn't going to be what we were led to believe when we first met Jared. Oh, bless you! That's nice. You really, you really <laughs> followed along. I, I mean, I did. And to the, to, to be fair though, for the first many episodes, I was like, um, I don't see Hickam at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, so just I, I came, came in at the very end there, season one. Yeah, and then you're just all over season two. Yes, of course. There is the season two is the follow up where I've now been introduced, and so yeah, so, I'm taking I'm taking cues from you. I'm not saying too much about it, yeah, but yeah. there's I feel like I mean everyone should just watch it. I, I mean that's it's very kind. I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a letdown in terms of like. We're, we're building up this big twist and it's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a big twist, but it's, you right. know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was fun to shoot. It's, it's always fun. It's a very cool thing to get to do. I think it's unique about, in my experience about LA is that there's tons of people just wanting to make stuff together. Mm -hmm. um, and this was one of those things where it was just a, it's a group of people who are all manifesting their dreams, trying to make something happen. Um, and uh, yeah, I felt, I was very honored to be asked to be a part of it. So how did you end up in, you know, this whole thing in Canada? And uh, how did you end up as <laughs> one calls the heart? Great question. Um, I auditioned for the role of, of Hickam and it was at the time it was the like season one. It was just the guy, the assistant in the mercantile. So not a ton of lines uh, <laughs> to work with. Um, and I was, I think I remember being asked if I was comfortable like being up on a ladder because I had to 
you know, climb up and pretend to hang his sign was like the first thing I did on set. Hmm. And yeah, it was very, very straightforward in that regard. Um, and uh, yeah, so audition, got it. And then was delighted when Hickam came back season two. Had you, oh, so you, you, so yeah, you were in that first season. Yeah. So, so this you, is the thing. A lot of yeah. people feel like Hickam came with Lee Coulter, but he didn't. Hickam predates Lee. No, no. I was a man in town. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, just, I mean, <laughs> just that one, one or two uh-huh. episodes uh, in season one, like I, you won't see me sneaking around anywhere else but yeah um in terms of the like the character hickam yeah he was there so did you think that you were just gonna be doing a couple episodes and then they just just got along with everybody or or i didn't know you know it's um it's uh it's a situation where you know i knew he was a character in the town Mm -hmm. um and so i was hopeful that maybe they would need me again um but it uh yeah it wasn't i was not certain there was no discussion of like future appearances or or future episodes um and so when i guess you know season two when they needed a guy to to be working for lee uh hickam bounced over to the mill and now, did Hickam always have the first name Michael, or did that come in later? <laughs> I was just as surprised as everybody else when, <laughs> when that name first, when Mike first popped up. And actually, Michael was never even, like, written down anywhere. That was, that was purely Kevin, Kevin Smith on set just deciding he, it was written that he was going to call me Mike. And I remember him saying something like, oh, I would never call you Mike. I'm calling you Michael. And that was it. That he just yeah. Uh made made a unilateral decision there. So Hickam Lee, but Michael that came after. Entirely yes, entirely because of Lee. <laughs> well, see, I think Kevin is something like myself then because I my family's not a nickname family we call mm. it we just not to be and, fair she refuses to even call him lee coulter no she always says leland his name leland? is leland coulter that's his name <laughs> and, and so i i don't know i just feel like for it's just how i was that's just yeah i i mean especially for something that's so old it feels so weird to me to use a nickname like that but i don't know because we were talking to elise murray and she named uh, uh or um oh no it was my friend uh we we're talking to my friend esther who wrote a book in the in the victorian area and she found out that she could call a character nathan nate and that was like historically mm. accurate so maybe i'm completely wrong with nicknames i don't know but well, sure you are <laughs> because like think of all of the old-timey people named elizabeth like queen elizabeth and they'd call her like queen bess i would Mm -hmm. never call queen elizabeth well you wouldn't i doubt anybody said it to her face yeah yeah but uh but like you know know, well out of earshot sure yeah on the street (laughs) Mm -hmm. no i honestly i did it for a long time without even thinking about it that was just 
that was just what I said. And then Amber was pointed it out to me that I said that. And I was like, Because oh. I just think it's hilarious that yeah. nobody else <laughs> in the entire world calls him Leland and she does. <laughs> were, you a, uh, were you a family grown up where if you got the full, full name, like first, middle, and last, you were in trouble? Uh, um, well, half the time my mom can't even remember our names. She'll just like say all all six of our names just be like Angel Bed, whatever, wherever you are <laughs> she has no idea so I, I don't know I, my family we have sort of there's sort of two batches of us there's three younger kids and then there's three older kids and we 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 joke that you know you always burn the first batch of cookies it's kind of the same <laughs> and so the dynamics in my family were pretty were pretty interesting but uh but yeah, my mom, uh, my mom's a very just like sweet, soft-spoken, uh, lovely person. So mm. it, uh, <laughs> it, it, we had to do something pretty bad for her to raise her voice. She was pretty good. Well, uh, I guess Leland takes after you then because he, yeah, he was an <laughs> absolute Michael only. That's right. I knew it. Situation. It could be a major plot twist where Leland Coulter is like Rachel's grandpa. Great, great grandpa. <laughs> yes. Love it. Great. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the name actually. It reminded me of, yeah, it's a whole thing. I feel like through, uh, through the years because in the first, even though in the script, uh, and of course in the show, I'm called Hickam. The first time it was shown in the credits, it was spelled Hickman, uh, H-I-C-K-M-A-N. Yeah. That's in the episode. Like if you go back and watch those credits, <laughs> it's Hickman. And that, uh, has spawned, I think all of the confusion hence forward. I mean, it's just been like, even... Even last year, I think it was, uh, I, I went over to the prop, my flute. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I was going to get my prop out of the prop case and I saw that the flute box or case uh, was labeled Hickman. Like, no, <laughs> I thought I left that in the past. We're going to get that um, PSA we made about Hickman versus Hickam. And we'll send you stickers of them so you can just stick it on places i on so set. appreciate it yes <laughs> all around you're gonna start to see it pop up in scenes so i'll have it everywhere what is it like to be to play hickam to be on when calls the heart what's that experience like uh very fun i'm i'm really grateful that it was my first like major um on camera experience in terms of being on like a big professional set it it has been, everybody is so warm and kind and, and welcoming, um, I think in an ongoing way, but for me, that was the first experience back in season one and two. And, and now it's just like, uh, it feels like my Vancouver family. So I, <clears throat> I really look forward to it and uh, love doing it. It's so fun, the time that we spend off camera is just spent laughing and joking around together. And, and then <clears throat> the actual, like making of the show is, is really fun to do too. It's very, yeah, it, it's a really cool experience. Do you have a favorite, some a favorite episode? 
Oh, really? Favorite episode. Um, I think season three was super fun. Um, that, because that's where Hickam really started to kind of like come into his own, um, okay. in terms of ha- being kind of established as Rosemary's like <laughs> uh, personal assistant, pseudo assistant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just kind of like established him as the helpful guy in town that he has uh, ever since been. I do have a and, question about Rosemary. Yeah, yeah. Hickam. When Rosemary first got to town, before she got married to Leland, did Hickam have a crush on Rosemary? Totally. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, I can confirm that very easily because I, I was I was playing it to the hilt. I was really like <laughs> I was really I, I leaned into that so much, and I in my head I was like, this is my little actor secret that I'm playing him having a crush. Um, and then I've watched, since watched it back and I was like, oh, that was very obvious. I, <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. I, I think that's when, you know, like the first season two stuff, what, anytime mm-hmm. Rosemary and Hickam interacted in season two, I was like. Yeah, that was where I first, I mean, it, it just made sense to me because in season one, as the shop clerk, like my, my whole role in that scene was to like notice rosemary's beauty as she entered the mercantile and then like breezed past me so when season two she was asking me to do this favor and i was for whatever reason agreeing even though it might cost me my job in my estimation i was like okay he's he just thinks she's the most beautiful creature to ever walk the earth and he's just gonna do whatever she asks and then naturally that relationship grew and changed and I think they became uh you know friends yeah I mean I don't picture Hickam being like the guy in love actually with signs for Rosemary (laughs) no 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 that 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 ship sailed long ago Um, but speaking of ships we would really love (laughs) for Hickam to get a romance everybody else has romances (laughs) I think that would be I, I think he would be a really uh sweet and funny and fun person to watch in a courtship. Um, So I agree. But like, honestly, on our podcast, pretty much any single woman that comes (laughs) on the screen, we're like, she should date Hickam. They should get (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. uh, It's nice to know that you're out there rooting for him. We have a large component of people who are like, "Uh, where's Katie Yost? Why are they not married yet? Oh, oh, yeah. Grace now? He could have a long-distance relationship with Grace from When oh, Hope from, Calls. Yeah, from When Hope Calls. I like oh. this. I like how creative yeah. you're being. We also talked about having a <laughs> web series where Hickam solves mysteries. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be really good. I mean, yeah. like, if the writers are like, what should what we would do be... with Hickam? Just you know how... like a whole think tank. Hallmark... <laughs> Hallmark movies and mysteries uh, stuff, they always have, like solving mysteries is something they, they just fall into. They have like, they've got their, but they've got their yeah. way in like through their job, like flower shops or garage yeah. sales or whatever. What do, what do, you, uh, what do you think Hickam's would but be? There could be like somebody stole the oil next season. I don't know. <laughs> but now that you work for Henry Gowan, you guys could be like the grumbling partners. <laughs> 
Hiccup could never be the grumbling part. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> well, he could I would love, you know what? Character. I'll sign up for that though. That like if we're the Statler and Waldorf of, yes. uh, of Hope Valley, you guys remember them from the Muppets? Yes. The old guys heckling. I think that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. How do you think that's going to go with Hiccup working for Gallon? You think that's going to go well? Well, I can say with a with a clear conscience that I have no idea what's going to happen next season. So anything that I say is pure speculation. And I'm going to say it's going to go great. Hiccup's going to get everything he wants and needs. It's going to be wonderful. And he's going to get a girlfriend? Yes. Sure, let's say that. <laughs> we're just we're just dreaming right now. Possibly becomes the mayor. Hey, there you go. Uh, yeah, well, with this uh, Dynamite t-shirt campaign, uh, do you, I don't see how he could lose. Do you think that Hickam would become a good mayor? I think, uh, genuinely, yes, I think so. I think his yeah. instinct is to help and to serve people. And to be a public servant would be a really, uh, like, excellent, excellent use of his natural abilities. Um, and uh you know he is he's shown some some backbone i think he's also always been very honest and like genuinely helpful yeah uh so so i'm gonna say yes because he i don't know you know yeah he could still work for gowan and be mayor because he because i mean abigail could still run the cafe and be mayor so very true because don't be surprised when all that stuff that you just said becomes a campaign ad for (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's so it's it's fun it's fun to talk about but i i hesitate to border on campaigning for anything on the show because i'm genuinely so excited by the things that the writers come up with and whatever they they do is whatever they do yeah (laughs) but you know it's the off season well, and you guys can campaign all you like. That's that's out of my hands. So, thank you for yeah. thank you for that. We know okay. that they regularly listen. No, just kidding. They they, they don't. Listen. <laughs> we, I mean, <laughs> but that well, they've fun. looked at Rotten Tomatoes before. That we do know. Ooh, Rachel, this is where you have the power. Ooh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes be like, mm, pretty good, but if you were mayor. <laughs> see i've got to somehow get them to approve make make hallmarkies podcast approved because if they did <laughs> then i would be like the i would have so many reviews for hallmark movies because i i don't i don't usually review them on my rate on my other channel and uh but mm. but because it's it's really funny because right now because i have a family movie night series and I like to review the Barbie movies on there. So I think I'm the only critic on Rotten Tomatoes that has 12 of the Barbie movies reviewed on my... Amazing. And, I, <laughs> and so Own that I, niche. If I added, you know, I've just got to figure out a way to get all these all. I'd have like 250 Hallmark movies or crazy. And movies. we already have them, a lot of them rated yeah. and uh, quantifiably, so... I know, we got our spreadsheet. Anyway... <laughs> Back to Hickam, who's the most important <laughs> my show. Um, I will say the, the, the switch to, I don't know if this is uh, eventually a question you were going to ask, but the, 
when I first read the 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 script the, that contained the scene where uh, Hickam decides to leave, mm-hmm. I was crushed. Yeah. I was so sad because I mean the Coulters have really been a definitive relationship for Hickam on the show. So it was initially I was like, what? No, he would never. How how could we do this? And uh, and then. I grew to, I just grew to like the change. I realized that I was like, when it comes to TV and telling stories, you know, there's nowhere to go if things don't, if you don't give characters the opportunity for change and growth. So yeah. now I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yes. And I, and maybe it's just due to your brilliant performance, but I didn't question that decision even for a second. Because I was like, it makes perfect sense with how he's, you know, doing these things. He's growing. So you just, you sold me on the motivation. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that means, that means a lot. I felt like most people were pretty upset with me on Twitter. <laughs> well, although to be fair, I also am a bit of a Henry Gowan stan. So mm. it was like, yeah. my two favorite boys are going to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> tell Martin Cummings that we- we, we need to have him on the podcast as well. Oh, I'll let him know. I'll let him know that especially people are Amber. eagerly waiting to hear from him. He's a huge fan. I, I mean, because I've been defending he's a great guy. since like season one, episode one. And everyone's <laughs> he's like, so fascinating, right? He's the- no, he's a great character. He's such a complicated, fun character. Right? And Martin plays him so well. And he's, he's an awesome, awesome guy to get to act with. He's so, like, he's such a veteran. So to get to watch him do his thing is really fun. Yeah. The same was true for, for Kevin and Pascal as well. I mean, I, I loved, and I hope to get to continue to work with them because yeah. I just, it's nothing but laughter and fun. And they're so, so great. But, when you did the oil scene where you got all covered with oil. Um, oh, what, yeah. What was that? Like, was it just kind of goo or? What, yeah, it was actual, uh, actual oil, just not crude it was uh, almond oil and some hair oil and uh, like a some kind of body oil. Like it, and it was all. Oh. Each department had to handle their own uh, their own bit of the oil. So like hair and makeup had two different oils that they each had to kind of like figure out and find. And then wardrobe, uh, along with I think props, maybe. Ooh, uh, or maybe set deck, I forget. But the, there was a, a group that along with wardrobe had to come up with like a big bucket of it to dump on my clothes and stuff. And it was a, it was a massive team effort by the crew. And they did everything they could to make me as comfortable as possible, but it was still, it was, it was, it was rough to stay at that stuff for a long time. Like it was yeah. just in my eyes nonstop. It was dripping into my mouth. Um, it was, and I like, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't, it was like no way to be comfortable. I'm not, I don't even do well with having, like, I can't, I, I, I like to wash my hands. Like if I eat a sandwich and it drips on my hands, I cannot, I, I can't stand it. I got to get up and wash my hands immediately. So like being covered head to toe in food grade oil was like living a nightmare, but it was, the acting of it was super fun. Yeah. Did you a little bit feel like you were in the Ghostbusters? Yeah, like I'd just gotten slimed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> Boy, yeah, I guess that must be kind of what it's like, except I bet that stuff was even nastier. <laughs> they took great care of me. I was, you know, like everybody was checking in with me. It was probably really nice, but they, or it was very nice, but I'm imagining on the set of Ghostbusters, it was probably, when was yeah. that? Was that the 80s? Yeah, it's like 84, 85, something like that. Yeah, I bet the... I, I bet it was not, uh, yeah, I bet it was not, not as nice, whatever they put on them. <laughs> so did they give you, did you just have like a cup, one take of that? You just running, oh, oh, I'll be so excited. Or did you have to do that a couple times or? Oh yeah, no, we, we did it a lot. I think they, they realized like they're only going to, they're not going to like have me in and do that all over again if they miss something. Uh-huh. So not only did we do a bunch of takes, uh, of what you ended up seeing, but there are tons of takes of like, they wanted to try it, me running behind, um, I forget what they call them, a badger? No, that's probably wrong. A mongoose? No. It's one of the four, like the the one of the four by fours that they have all rigged up to hold a camera. Mm-hmm. And so that was like tearing down the road and I was chasing after it running uh, nearly full speed and like whooping it up and jumping around. and. And that never made it, you know, that, that was, that didn't end up in the show. And they, they did a bunch of different angles of me running in. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was all day. It was just like nonstop running in oil. If the editors want to release a special bonus for my birthday, <laughs> just like 20 minutes of that. Yeah. You're putting a call out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just so, if they wanted to, you know, entertain the public in the off season. Just pick them being excited. So I'm curious to know, so when they were having to re-edit this whole season and everything, like how much reshoots did they do? Do you know? I mean, were you involved in that or did you know that? Uh, I was not. No, I was not involved. Um, I was very impressed by the final product though. Yeah. It was, we, we honestly, all season were like, I mean, look at this production team. This is amazing. And the oh, turnaround yeah. what time, they do is it was amazing. ridiculous. I mean, it was seamless. I was I was shocked that they pulled that off. It was very impressive. There was much the trepidation. The crew on the show is really fantastic. And the whole, yeah, the producers and the network, everybody, they do a really good job. And they're all, you know, they all want the best for the show. And so mm-hmm. they, yeah, I think they all banded together and did a really nice job. Yeah. A quick question, because it seems to me like you might have a guess or would maybe know how did hickam come to hope valley was he bo- like is he a, a like he was born there you guys oh. i thought of a whole like <laughs> backstory for hickam um and i don't know i don't i feel like i should leave it a leave it a mystery i don't think Ugh, leave it for the i feel like it's not my place to to share his whole backstory because what if what if they decide to write me one on on screen? But yes, I've got I've got an idea. I will say I think he's always been in town, but that's well, that's all you'll that's say. That's all I've. Oh. I feel yeah. I feel like because uh, if I I could share my whole thing and people could be like, oh, that ruins Hickam for me, or if they end up you know allowing Hickam to share it in a moment of uh, yeah in a moment with Gowan or something, I I would hate to contradict myself later. Well, you got to save something for the Hardys fan fiction, so it's good. Right. <laughs> Why have I never written Hickam ha- fan fiction? I don't I've never know. Fan fiction before, but I feel like I'm prime for it. <laughs> I think so. Oh man! Well, you have my email, so send it right to my inbox. <laughs> Just send it right to you, like then, yeah. 
the Hickam's Mysteries. We have a little thing we like to end our interviews on. We call them the Team Beat questions. And okay. Amber Team Beat magazine. Yeah. Uh, by name. By name. <laughs> I don't think I have your subscribed. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember getting a monthly issue or weekly or whatever they were, but uh, but sure. Yeah, I know of it. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, that kind of thing. That's right. JTT Devin Sawa. Andrew Keegan. Of course. Did it come with like fold out posters you could put on your wall? Oh, indeed. (laughs) With those nice creases. Sure, sure. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The first question is what is the best ice cream flavor? Uh, Mint chocolate chip? No. I'm going to (laughs) say Oreo, specifically from Sebastian Joe's ice cream shop in Minneapolis. Check it out. Whoa, look at you. They better send you some free ice cream. I I (laughs) hope so. I hope they're listening. (laughs) When I do my Mary Tyler Moore tour, I'll make sure to go there. That sounds good. Absolutely. Sebastian Joe's, you got to try it. (laughs) Okay. So what is your favorite color? Um, Terracotta comes to mind. That's probably that. That sound. That sounds pretentious. I, <laughs> um, you know, that's sort of like like a, uh, like a peachy orange. orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Perfect. Mm. I liked terracotta. Don't. Great. All right, terracotta. Yeah. Just trust your instincts. Own it. Okay. That's good <laughs> life advice for me, actually. All right. What music are you into right now? Um. I, listen, I do a lot of Apple playlists and I was, I've been listening to uh, acoustic hits. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, oftentimes songs that you would hear on the radio, but like the acoustic version of them. Oh, right. Right. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? Oh, uh, go-to date night food. I really want to charm the lady. I feel like sushi is a good mm-hmm. is a good choice there. Yeah, because um, yeah. like it's delicious and light, but also looks really pretty. Yeah, and it's also yeah, like it's already in bite sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is uh, your favorite go to date night activity out on the town. Fun. Hmm. Um. And she said, "Out on the town. You don't have to go out on the town." <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, favorite date night activity. That would be, I would, I mean, ah, food. I mean, getting food. Yeah. And I, I think I would put a, I would want to put a little bit of a twist on it. So like a picnic oh. in, a, in a nice, in yeah. a nice place. That's and this is, too. I mean, yeah. uh, to share a little tidbit about me. I'm not huge about sitting on the ground. I don't know. I don't often enjoy it. So this would be me really putting myself out there to, yeah. uh, to pick a nice location, do something a little, uh, a little, just a little above, oh. you know, in terms of effort. You could always uh, finding just a nice sit spot. at one of those tables at the park. That'd be like a, ah, there you go. See, Yeah. see, as a team, we're great at dating. <laughs> if the three of us, if the three of us put our heads together, we can solve any problem. I mean, next time you were like, what should I do? Just shoot us a DM on Twitter. You know, <laughs> We'll be like, proofread your date for you. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So dogs or cats? 
which one do you like? Oh, dogs or cats? Oh, thank you. Uh, I I thought you said so. Doctor Cats, which was that old. There was that old cartoon, like on Comedy Central or something. I think he was yeah. called Doctor Cats. Okay. Uh, and I was like, okay, what's this going to be? <laughs> I didn't um, see this coming. What? what yeah, well, I would, did not. I am not prepared for whatever is about to happen. Uh, dogs. Yeah, okay, dogs. Good. All right. I grew up with both dogs and cats, but dogs are my dogs are my heart. Yeah. Okay. Beaches or mountains? <gasps> That's a teen beat question. That's one of my favorite conversation questions. I bring that up all the time when I'm meeting new people. At, at Were like, you uh, secretly an editor party. for Teen Beat magazine? <laughs> <laughs> I guess great, great teen minds think alike. I, I don't know. Um, I uh, I'm a mountains guy. I, I feel oh. a sense of awe when I'm in the mountains. Oh, okay, good. All right. Would you rather be in a suit and tie or sweats? Or oh, rather be, well, of course it's situation specific, but I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll say suit and tie. Oh, love that. Very nice. You, know, you are in look. the, in great company, sir. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of the guys choose, not all the guys, all the good ones. Choose suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm honored. Uh, yeah, no, look good, feel good. I yeah. get a, I enjoy a suit and tie. I do love a man in a suit. It's it's just a good good look. All right, what's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure everybody says Christmas, right? Mostly. I mostly. I really uh, I enjoy Christmases fantastic because i get to be in minnesota and and see the snow for like a couple of weeks and then get back out to la and enjoy uh -huh. the sun but uh thanksgiving is my is my definite favorite it's when oh, yeah. the whole like extended family everybody gathers in philadelphia for football and food and and it's it's wonderful yeah it's like a family reunion last question you're almost done Last question is, what is your favorite Hallmark movie? Also, this um, one was not a Teen Beat question. You, we, we made that one up. Yeah, and you yeah. can <laughs> pick one of the Wendell I assume that wasn't, that. yeah, the Teen Beat, uh, <laughs> the Teen Beat demographic is not necessarily the same as the Hallmark yeah. fans. Um, yeah, you can pick the Wendell one. And if you want to choose Christmas Inheritance, even though it's Netflix, we'll allow it. I would never. <laughs> um, no, but that's it's an easy one for me. I uh, it would be Kevin's movie, the one that he wrote uh, and starred in, Love on the Menu. Yes, I oh, got to read movie. an early draft of that script even um, when he was writing it, and I, I I've loved it since then. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's in my top five for the year so far. And I was just yeah, I was, I mean, besides it being a, a a good movie, I was just so excited for him. To take that on the, yeah the writing of it and to put himself in a position where he gets to show off his cooking skills and so, yeah i think it's fantastic well you have been a delight thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us well, we have so have both of you oh yeah, stop. thank you no it was <laughs> oh, fun stop. it's a fun chat it's a fun yeah, just did. like uh having a gab so uh, we want to let everybody know that they can purchase their Hickam for Mayor t-shirts on our store, <laughs> our T Public store. And yes, please do because uh, proceeds uh, go to the National MS Society. Yes, and that would courtesy be courtesy of your generosity. Well, so, yeah, 
we couldn't we couldn't feel good about selling your face for money. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be really really cool. yeah i'll tell my lawyers to stand down <laughs> so how can people follow you on social media all that fun stuff um so on twitter i am ben rose but the e's are threes uh, my birthday being March 3rd, I used two threes there. So B3NROS3. Um, and on Instagram, uh, pretty sure that's just Ben Rosenbaum. Ben underscore okay. Rosenbaum. Pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Great. And I think for your hearties, mostly I get to interact with them on Twitter. So find me there. And I just have to say, I didn't, I thought I was going to say this earlier, but I forgot. Uh, you are the best at Twitter of all of the hard. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thank you so much. That's a high honor. I, I work with some very funny people. That's you great. do, but your Twitter, when it is time for a new episode, is just like on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I, love, I love watching live and uh, giving, giving hot takes. <laughs> yeah. so well we really appreciate you coming on and uh we'll have to do it again for sure awesome yes thank you so much uh, when you inevitably get a pleasure the hiccup mystery series <laughs> right of course well then i'll have to come on just to say thank you for, for responding the idea and then hopefully when you get your own lead rom-com movie Oh, wow. Well, from, from your lips to Bill Abbott's ears. That's what we hope. <laughs> we hope to do that. So thanks again. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I, I really enjoyed this. And thank you for being uh, so kind to me on my first, my fir first podcast out. Uh, you were amazing. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, say hi to everybody in uh, Hope Valley for us. I will. I will uh, I'll let them know. This is a fun place to, to have a chat. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Take care, guys. Thanks again. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye. Thanks so much to Ben for coming on the podcast. We had a great time. And make sure you guys are checking out our Patreon. It's really fun. We do monthly live watch. Like we mentioned, we have those uh, Hiccup for Mayor shirts as well as our Postables shirts that are starting. So a lot of fun stuff. We have the links all in the description. And Amber, how can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So that's really fun. And uh, make sure you guys are following the podcast all over social media on iTunes, YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a, your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We'll also have in the description section our playlist with all of our When Calls the Heart content. So that's really really fun and uh, thanks so much for listening you guys we really appreciate it and make sure if you have any comments then check out our feedback show and and send your emails to feedback at homeworkingspodcast.com and our phone number at 801-855-6407 we love getting your feedback so thanks so much and we will talk to you all later bye bye everybody this podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com, link in the description.